Have you ever met somebody who just makes you feel at peace in their presence? I met Alicia about three years ago, not long after I moved to Colorado. She was my hairdresser, and after one appointment with her, I knew that she was going to be so much more than my hairdresser. You'll understand what I mean when you meet her too. I believe every mother has a story to tell and a lesson to teach, but in my limited experience as a mother, hers might be my favorite so far. In this episode, Alicia shares her experience as a single mom and how she learned to prioritize her own needs after many years of devoting herself completely to motherhood. But my favorite part is when she talks about the promise she made to herself on her 40th birthday, because I think it's something every single mom listening can do to find themselves again. I would like to introduce you to Alicia with a little bit of a background first, and then we will jump right into our conversation with her. After college and a 10-year journey in corporate America, Alicia Bryant-Mays started her career in the beauty industry in 1996. 26 years later, she had been honored with numerous awards, citations, and media print. From nail technician to esthetician to hairstylist, everything she does, she does with her whole body and soul. Her most recent endeavor is specializing in hair replacement and alopecia care for clients with thinning hair and hair loss. In 2016, she obtained her realtor license and is helping families all across Denver find their new homes, all while still running her hairstyling business and raising her very bright 21-year-old daughter. Please enjoy Alicia. You were living your life, climbing the ladder and carving out a career for yourself. You had big plans and big ideas, and then you had a baby and everything changed just like that. All of it came to a screeching halt. Maybe you kept working or maybe you stayed home. Either way, your world suddenly became very small. And though you were never alone, you were always lonely. You silently asked yourself, where did I go? Who is that tired looking woman staring back at me in the mirror? Until you remembered something very important. You aren't just a mother. You are a mother plus artist, a mother plus entrepreneur, a mother plus musician, a mother plus yogi. You can have an identity outside of motherhood. My name is Stacy Hudson. I'm a mother to two under four plus writer, certified health coach, aspiring entrepreneur, and athlete. My name is Stephanie Springer. I'm a mother to 10 and 15 year old girls plus writer, music therapist, producer, singer, and teacher. Here, we will interview mom bosses, entrepreneurs, artists, athletes, and passionate hobbyists and talk about how to find the thing that lights you up again. You're in there. We know it. You just have to find her again. Welcome Welcome to to the the Mother Plus Plus Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Mother Plus Podcast. I have my co-host, Steph Springer, with me today. Hello, Steph. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Hi, everybody. And then I have a very special guest, Alicia Mays. She is my hairdresser, but she is so much more than that. This woman is so fantastic and beautiful and has such just lessons to give. Every time I see her, I come back feeling lit up and excited and, and whole, I don't know. She's just, she's a beautiful mother and person and I want you guys to meet her and hear her story. So welcome, Alicia. Thank you. You almost have me crying over here. <laughs> that, that tends to happen sometimes. I know, I know. Oh. We've, been, we've been like a little bit emotional lately, but it's so nice to meet you, Alicia. It's so great to have you. We're going to start just super easy with the basics. Can okay. you tell us about your family and where you live? I live in Denver, Colorado. I was born and raised here. Yes. I'm a unicorn. There's so few of us left here. How old is your daughter? 21. Oh, 21 years old. I can't believe it. Wow. And, and her daughter and I have something in common. We both went to University of Iowa and we were both there for no, writing. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wait. I've heard a little bit. I'm so excited to hear Stephanie's from Iowa. I'm from oh, Iowa. So, and I yay. went to college just, I don't know, less than an hour away at this little tiny college called Wartburg College where I studied music therapy. So, anyway. Oh, wow. I love music. So we have something in common too, Stephanie. We'll talk about that as well. Yes. I can't wait. I know when you said you were singing at churches, I was like, oh, she's a singer too. Okay. Which leads us right into our next question. 
Yes. Okay. So I love this one. It's called the mother plus podcast for a reason. We're not just mothers. We are so much more than that. Please fill in the blank for us. I am a mother plus. Wow. I'm a friend. I'm a sister. I'm a creative person. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a singer. I'm a writer. Um, I'm an encourager. Yes. I'm a lifter. I'm a decision maker. I'm a power broker. I'm a cook. I'm a homemaker. Um, And with all of that, I am a child of God first. Um, We're so many things. That is a hard question. It really is because if we think about all the things that we really are, we'd go all day. Right. Yeah, we can keep adding to that. You know, you you ladies are a pioneer with your podcast. There's so many things. That's that's an incredible question because it really makes us stop and think about really who am I? We like to limit ourselves. Oh, I'm a mom. I just have three kids. How many times have you heard a mom say, I'm just a mom? Right. Right. Yeah. Or even limiting to our professions. You didn't oh, say you didn't say I'm a mother plus hairstylist. Yeah. Right. No. Those yeah. are the least of the things I think we are. Mm. Yeah. You know, our jobs are the least because our jobs require us to be 10 different things within one realm. Mm. So if I said I'm just a realtor, it doesn't go into um, I'm a counselor. Because when you're trying to move someone who's lived in a house for 50 years, it's not just they're going to leave and be happy with everything going on. They're they're taking themselves out of a place where they've developed 50 years of memories, 50 years of decisions that they've made and situations they've been through and watching their kids grow up and the markings on the door for how tall they are and um, the handprint of paint on the wall that your son left, you know, those, those are all parts of who we are. So you can't just, it's hard to, to put it in. I'm a mother plus and stop at one thing. Oh yeah. And the least of it is the stuff we do. And I think anybody who has a hairstylist that they love and they go back to regularly knows that a hairstylist is so much more than a hairstylist. Every time I see Alicia, I feel like I've gone through an hour and a half long therapy session. (laughs) No, I I went in for a bang trim last week and we ended up going out to get coffee and just like vent and connect and cry and share. And yeah, well, that was that was the perfect answer. Um, Oh, my gosh. It's just true. We're so much, and we're so much more as women than we think we are. We're so much more um, as a mom than we think we are Yeah. because we stop there because we've heard the world say the most important thing in the world is your children when you're a mom. So being a mom is number one, but being a mom, how many other jobs does that entail? You become a chef, you become a cleaner, you become a maid, you become a counselor, you become a therapist for um, social activities, you become a scheduler, an event planner, you become an advocate stuff. Absolutely, (laughs) absolutely an advocate, most definitely. Mm -hmm. The one thing we tend to, to back away from is who we are before we had our children. And that's one of the reasons we started this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Stacy's talked to me a little bit about your story, but can you tell our listeners what it was like being a single mom when your daughter was young? Oh, um, I, and I say this um, with respect and love. It was the hardest thing in the world because there's so many um One, there's so many outside influences to tell us what a mom is and to tell us whether we're doing good or if we're not um, by people who don't live in our homes and by people who aren't parents and by the men we love who are not parenting, okay? Um, So it's difficult. It was very difficult, Um, but 
a challenge to raise a child that becomes a productive citizen is really what it is. All the love we have, all the love we share, all the love we give, it's rough. It's a rough ride, but it's a doable ride. It's a ride that we all can take and we come out on the other side happier, with more joy. And we get to see our work in action because we see our kids. We get to see what they become. We get to see how they shine. Sometimes their star is not as bright during a period of their life. And we're like, oh, I, you know, I used to think, Lord, please don't let me kill my daughter. <laughs> you know, when she turned 13 and, and the hormones were flowing and the attitude was equal to the hormone flow. Yep. And she would say, she'd come in and I would say, oh, you're, you're getting ready to continue from the eighth grade. And she'd say, that's stupid. <laughs> and I would say, well, why is that stupid? We should have a party. We should have, where do you want to have a party? We can go to Texas Day Brazil. I'm thinking, what a wonderful place. She loves their food. The kids probably haven't been there. And she's like, oh my God, nobody wants to go there. <laughs> and as a mom, you feel so incomplete. You feel, oh, wow. Did I miss the boat? Does she not like the place? Was this not her favorite place? Uh, does she not like her friends? Does, you know, I'm trying to figure it out. Right. And then the next day she goes, after she's told me, I don't want any of that. I don't even want a party. The next day she comes in and she says, well, we can have the party, but I don't want all that stuff you do. You know, all the party stuff you do. And then I'm excited again, because I'm like, oh, we can have a party for her. <laughs> no, you know what the party was? I want to go to Anthony's Pizza with four of my friends. You sit over there. Oh, God. <laughs> you, mom, you're here to pay. Mm -hmm. You sit over there. Let me stay with my friends because, oh, my God, a mom in the party is not part of this concept. Mm -hmm. And can I have your debit card? Because the ice cream shop is across the street. And you learn as a mom, you're not always included. It's not always going to be friendly. The one that you're pouring your everything into um, is not receptive sometimes, um, eliminates you sometimes, but it's a process and it's doable. Find the moments that keep you going as a mom. And sometimes you have to go back to them over and over, but you get through it. It's a tough job. Did, did you ever feel like you, uh, you were at a great disadvantage being a single mom or you, did you just feel like you accepted it for what it was? And this is just, this is how I am meant to mother almost. Um, I think we all have a mindset at a time, you know, one or two times like, oh, I'm a single mom. I can't really do that. Mm -hmm. um, but that to me is not where I live. Mm -hmm. I live in the positive because there's enough negative for us. Um, we have negative all around us. And even if it's not the ones we love or the people that we see on a daily basis, there's always something negative to try to pull down what you feel and how you are progressing and how you're parenting and how your child is. There's always something negative. So I live in the positive. I, and I say that because what that means to me is, yeah, there are times when, you know, you get what I call stinking thinking. You know, you start thinking about stuff that's not good or, oh, I can't do this because I'm limited. And I just chose to find ways to remove the limits mm -hmm. to be a creative mom. Um, I catch a lot of grief from, from my, one of my children for my optimism, optimism in oh, yeah. teenagers. Uh, it's not really, it's not a, an intuitive uh, collaboration there with the mm -hmm. teenage mind and being optimistic, but I try to just keep on with it. Please do. Trust me. It will be successful in the end. My daughter used to call me, oh, mom, here you go, being little Miss Sunshine. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I am. And I keep going, keep laughing. I used to hear her say, oh, mom, that's so silly. And I'm like, I love silly. Like if I said something funny right. to her and I'd say, I love silly. Silly makes me laugh. It makes me happy. It gives me joy. And I keep being silly. Next thing you know, she's laughing with me. Right. Keep being you. Absolutely. And stay positive because think about your kids. When they go to school, there are so many people who, I mean, some of the stuff we see, 
um, happening, even within the schools, is so negative for our children. You have other kids, bullying kids. You have yep. kids who feel like they can't be themselves or they um, suffer from different anxieties and issues and somebody doesn't like it. I mean, that stuff is all around because we don't know what's happening in the other houses. And the kids don't have the ability to be empathetic. They, they need to be taught. And we've Absolutely. had some experiences in this last year with doing with the counselor doing some mediation mm -hmm. um, for the students. And I think they need it because it seems like it's not a natural thing for them to put themselves in each other's shoes. And whether the Absolutely. bullying is, is very direct or whether it's indirect. And that's, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I agree. There is so much negativity at school and it's it's been a real challenge for us. Um, this past and year in particular. Absolutely, Stephanie. And we have to teach our children that. We have to teach them compassion towards one another. Yep. I know we've all seen an adult who has no compassion. Yep. And we're like, God, this guy, right? So we want our children to have compassion. We want them to, to find within themselves the ability to love someone else and to create an environment where everybody can feel safe. Yeah, 100%, not at the expense of anyone else. Absolutely, absolutely. And when we do that, we create better human beings. I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. Oh, yeah. oh, we could talk about this all day. Stacy. you better ask a question. <laughs> no, I could just, this, I could, this is a tangent that I will never. <laughs> it's incredible. All right. So in those earlier days, especially when your daughter was younger, how did you still prioritize yourself? Because I find that difficult even having a partner, right? Mm -hmm. um, I can't imagine when it is all on you. It's easy to convince yourself that I cannot prioritize myself for the first 10, 18 years of her life because she needs all of me. And so, oh. and I think you are somebody who has taught me that it is still very important to prioritize yourself, but I don't know how you did it when she was two, four, five, you know, I'm curious. Very poorly, Stacy. Mm, early on. Okay. Very <laughs> Thank you for being honest. On. Yeah. Oh yes. Very poorly early, early on, early on. I, we are consumed with our children. Mm -hmm. Okay. When we have them as women, we just kind of go and we become this pod for our children. We encircle them, we encamp around them. Nothing comes at them. If a dart comes, we're there, we're blocking everything. So how can you get what you need when you are so consumed and overwhelmed and helicoptering in, in a positive way, because right. they're so young, but of course, helicoptering your children. Um, so poorly, I started off really bad. I remember my daughter was two. And my mom, my mom has passed on. So if I get a little emotional, um, hmm. my mom said to me, just real casually one day we were out. And of course I would get everything for my daughter. Oh, look at this, this is a cute little outfit. Let's get this. Oh, she needs some more shoes. Oh, this point. Okay. My mom said, if you buy one more thing for her and you're out here in the same clothes that you're in, I will hurt you. <laughs> and she walked away. And I went, throw my clothes. I'm clean. I don't have any spots on my shirt. There's no throw up. There's no baby, nothing on my shirt. I'm clean. What? Right? But after I sat back and thought about it, I'm thinking, oh my God, the last thing I bought for myself was two years ago. Yeah. The last thing I did for myself was way back then. The last time I went to a movie that wasn't Nemo or, yeah. you know, when was that? It progressed. I got a little better. I would buy a couple of things for myself, but still it was kid movies and um, stuff that would entertain her. I can remember being in the car, listening to Elmo Palooza, oh, gosh. <laughs> the entire ride from Denver to Kansas city. Oh my God. Okay. That sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. Girl, I knew every song. Okay. Uh, Elmo did. and I were friends. Right. We, we sang every song together. Yeah, you did. Absolutely. So, you know, you 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 do a bad job at it at first because, you know, you're trying to be the super mom. You're trying to be the all things. And then I realized that as long as I was good, she was good. Mm. 
And I think that's what we as moms and parents as, as a whole, I have a friend who um, takes care of his children and it's something that we all, we all feel, but as long as we, that parent, that caretaker, that mom, single or not, as long as we are good, our kids are good because they feed off of us. So if I'm spastic, she's looking at me like something's wrong, right? When I'm calm, she's calm, even if we're in the mist, okay? So I started to realize, okay, she's gonna be fine. And now it's time for me. I started very, very small and I waited. I waited and waited because I was still so ingrained in taking care of her. But I remember my daughter was 12 and I went to a comedy show. Just some girls, we went to a comedy show, but when I left the house, I was in tears because my daughter was in tears. I didn't let her see that, but she cried. She's like, oh my God, I can't believe you're leaving me. You're leaving me in the house. And I said, Cindy, grandma's here, you're not alone. But I'm by myself because you're gonna stop I mean, she had she had an arsenal yeah. of every excuse why I shouldn't go. And what if something happens while I'm here? What if what if what if the house catches on fire? And I said, Well, you know how to unlock the door and you know how to get out. Make sure you grab grandma. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. I got out of my car and I cried. I bawled. Yeah. And then I went on to the comedy show and I enjoyed it. And I came home and she, she stayed up and she's, I just want to make sure you were home, made sure you got home safe, you know, like she's the parent. And I said, well, thank you. Good night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the next time I went, it was easier. Yeah. And when I got home, she was asleep in her bed. And the next time she said, have a good time, mom. Mm-hmm. And I started to realize she's going to be fine. But it's me that has to make the decision to care about me. And the reason I did that is because if I don't take care of myself, how can I take care of her? Yep. If I'm unhealthy, if I'm in a bad disposition, if my mind isn't clear, if I'm stuck in a place that I'm unhappy and miserable, guess what I give her? unhappiness and misery. So I chose to break out and I chose to let her see me live. Let her see me laugh. Let her see me enjoying life, even away from her, which showed her when she has her littles, guess what? You can enjoy your life too. You can be happy too. You can experience all the great things that God has placed before us to enjoy. All the places, all the things, all the light, everything, even though you're a mom, we shouldn't shut down. Right. Yeah. You were just saying all of this just so perfectly. And I I mean, it's just so fascinating because it's like, I think both Stacey and I have gone through this and it's this, it's, it's a long, complicated, nonlinear path. And you've just Mm -hmm. distilled it down to this perfect essence of, you can't be okay if I'm not okay. And, and just that it's so beautiful how you, you trudged on through that, knowing that, that you were teaching her eventually how to be a whole person and not oh. how to be a, a martyr of a parent. Yes. Thank you for saying that because I think it was so important to watch her after I changed Stephanie, the changes in my daughter, because she realized, Oh, I can go do stuff without my mom. Yes. Mm. Tell us, tell us about that with, yeah. with, the bo- with the boundaries of teaching her or watching her become more self-sufficient as you did. She, oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> when my daughter was in preschool, being that helicopter mom that I was, she went to preschool for half a day for four hours. And I would, I would, sometimes I would sit there. I mean, you know, the, the first couple of days, the first day I dropped her off. All um, four hours? Yes, ma'am. All four hours? Four hours. The first day I dropped her off, we went inside, we were early. I sat down and she was looking around. We were waiting in the hallway. There was a couple of chairs there and inside everything in me was tied up in a knot and just, just twisting and turning. And I'm thinking, 
I don't want to leave her. I'm not going to leave her. This is not about to happen. I think I'm going to wait another year to put her in preschool. Uh, I don't want to be away from her. She's just, you know, she's so young. And she turned to me with the brightest smile she could ever have ever had. She said, mom, this is going to be great. Okay. And I, I stopped myself from saying, no, get your coat. Let's go. Right. I just said, yes, because that's what I had been telling her. I've been telling her this whole time. Oh my gosh. I can't believe you're going to school. You're going to you're going to have so much fun and you're going to make friends and oh my god they do such fun things and here I am ready to pull her out okay stop life time out right but I realized okay I can do this the classroom opens she walks in the classroom and off she goes and I follow her and I said, and the teacher said, okay, thank you. And I said, okay, okay. I said, Sydney. Yeah. I said, Sydney. She said, yes, mommy. I said, you didn't hug mommy or kiss me or say goodbye. And she said, oh, okay. Bye mommy. <laughs> and off she went. And I went outside and I got in my car and I cried. Yeah. And I cried for about 45 minutes. And then I called my mom and I said, mom, she just went right in there and she didn't even care that I wasn't with her. And my mom said, please pat yourself on the back. Yep. She feels secure enough and she knows that you're coming back to get her. She's fine. You've done your job. She said, imagine the children who don't feel that comfort, those are the kids that need to have more attachment. So you've done your job. Be happy. I said, okay. She said, Alicia, because she knew me, do not stay at the school. <laughs> so I drove around the corner from the school. Yeah, you did. And I stayed in my car until it was time <laughs> to pick her up. And I drove back around the corner and picked her up. So... <laughs> Oh, That's amazing. Um, so, but that showed me her independence right there, that she had it in her. And from that day forth, she picked her clothes. I gave her decision-making power at an early age. There were certain things that I would veto. I always told her, mommy has a right of veto. Always. Mommy has the final say. For example, we were going, it was a snowy day. We were going, her school was going to the post office and I was one of the chaperone parents. And I would let her pick whatever she wanted to wear. Her dad had bought her these pink cowboy boots that were like three sizes way too big, maybe even bigger than that. So when she wear these boots, her just her feet would come out of the boot. I mean, you know, there was no protection whatsoever. And in the snow, they weren't really good sealed right. shoes. You know what I mean? It was just, and, and she wanted to wear these pink cowboy boots. I let her, but you have to have four pair of socks. So initially, when we started, she wanted to wear flip-flops. And I said, no, that's my veto, okay? So you have to have veto, but you have to allow them the power to choose. Because as we become adults, we don't have that power young. We don't know how to make good decisions when we get older. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just like her decisions to um, for food. Um, we were at a, a restaurant and I asked her what she wanted. And she said, mom, she was two. She said, salmon, mommy. And my mom said, she's not going to eat that. And I said, she'll eat it. And my mom said, no, she's not going to eat that. We ordered, the, I ordered the salmon for her because that's what she asked for. And she ate every bit of it. And my mom <laughs> was shocked. And I said, mom, we have to, you know, back in the day, my mom would choose what we ate. You know, here's the kid's menu. It's chicken nuggets. It's spaghetti or it's macaroni and cheese. Okay, what do you want out of those three? You had that choice, but never, I, I want a steak. Right. Right? So I started with like allowing her to choose her food. Mm -hmm. We know what our tastes are. We know what we like. Um, one of my vetoes was if something was on the plate, she had to try it. Okay. 
no matter what. So if if the salmon came with asparagus and uh, potatoes, she had to try the potatoes, she had to try the asparagus so that she opened her palate, okay? If she didn't like it, I didn't make her eat it, but she had to try it. But that's how I started early on teaching her her independence. And of course, now it's mom, I'm an adult. In other words, back off woman. I got this and I let her have it. So I, I love that you said it wasn't until 12 that you went on that first kind of girls night. I think you said 12, right? I, yes. I, because every time I talk to you, you're so confident in this. You need to have time and space for yourself. This is important, you know, take care of you before you take care of them almost. And so I think I assumed that you had always been like that since your kids were, I would have daughter loved was young to have always been like that, Stacy, but that is not yeah, the truth. But that, no, it makes oh my me gosh. feel better that, you know, sometimes it takes us a while, but when we catch our stride, it feels really good. And then we really own it. You know, I just, I think that I, I think I thought that I was doing it wrong because it took me until my daughter was four to figure it out. But obviously like everybody has their own path and yeah. No, Tommy, you know what? I think too, that is, I'm so glad you said that because, you know, Stacey, we tend to feel like everybody else does it perfect. Mm -hmm. There is no perfect. There is no perfect. Whatever you're doing, you're doing perfect if that's what you need it to be described as. Right. Okay. Um, when I was young, when she was younger, I would make, I, this is how I would get 30 minutes of time for myself. I'd pick her up from the same school where I dropped her off and set for the day, but I, I got better and I'd actually leave and go work. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, when I'd come and get her, I'd give her 30 minutes. She'd get in the car and she'd say, bah, 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 and tell me about her day. I mean, a talker, okay? And um, she'd tell me about her day and what was going on. And, and mom, I told him, and then I told him, and then she said, and mom, and then, and mom. Okay, so I'd go through that for 30 minutes. <laughs> and then I'd say, okay, baby, it's been 30 minutes. And she'd say, okay, mommy. Wow. And I'd get 30 minutes. Wow. Course. And it was a wonderful thing. And it's just our, our implementation of it. I'd say, baby, okay, mommy needs 30 minutes of quiet. And I can't tell you how well that girl could tell time. <laughs> as soon as 30 minutes hit, okay, mommy, it's been 30 minutes. Yes, it has, baby. Okay, and then, and she'd come right back in where she left <laughs> And she would take me to the end of that hour. So, um, you know, you sneak, Stacey, you sneak little is what I did. You know, I would sneak. Okay. I need this day. You know, I used to think, um, when she gets older, I'll have a little bathroom time that that never happened. Nope. Mm-mm. Even now at 21, if I'm in the bathroom, she'll open the door and I'm like, hi daughter, I love you. Hey, Oh mom. And so what I wanted to tell you, and so bathroom time is never, never, never. Again. Right. Nope. So don't, don't think it's coming. Nope. Um, <laughs> But, you know, you, you sneak little moments yeah. when you can, you yeah, know? Yeah. yeah. When she would sleep. Oh God. I would just, I'm going to stay up for an extra hour so I can just figure out me, yeah. you know, a way to see myself. Okay. So this is one of my favorite stories. And honestly, I think kind of, there were a lot of seeds that were planted before this podcast came to be. And this story is one of those seeds Mm -hmm. from Alicia um, because she told me about this promise she made to herself when she turned 40 um, to kind of really find herself again and and find new passions and explore. Um, And it's just, it it was so inspirational that I, I, I told myself that I would do the same when I turned 40. And so I would love Alicia for you to share what you, what (laughs) the promise, the pact that you made to yourself and then what you have done since then. Wow. Um, Oh my God, Stacey. (laughs) It's, I'm glad it's inspiring someone. I, it, I just felt when I hit 40. There was so much that I was, I don't want to say missing out on, because I'm not that kind of person. Like I said before, I'm, I'm, I'll go do it, 
grab her and let's go. We're not going to be limited by life. But there were so many things that I had kind of put on the back burner um, in my life. And I decided also that I needed to figure out who I was, who I was now, because before I had Sydney, I was not a mom. I was so busy. And, and as we all know, when we first become a mom, we, or before we become a mom, we, we talk about how busy we are. And then we become a mom and we add a child onto all of our busyness. And we think, I wasn't busy before because man, <laughs> right? Like, oh my God, how do you add a child on top of all this stuff? I can't do that. I'm going to have to give this up or I'm going to have to do that. And then when you start to realize I'm doing all the stuff I used to do and a hundred more items and I got this little person. So um, I think we, we do lose ourselves, you know, in our parenting, in our mothering, in our catering in our day-to-day activities, even as, as our children become more self-sufficient, we still lose ourselves because we've, we've plotted a course and we just kind of ride it because it's, it's comfortable, because it's what we know, because it's um, friendly mm. to us. It's, it doesn't feel like it's a challenge. It doesn't feel like it's, um, tough or it doesn't make me have to add two more steps to my day. Right. So we follow that course. And so I wanted to stop that process. I wanted to do some things for me that I loved or or remember who I was. Uh, the uh, so what I decided to do was when I turned 40 I decided to learn something new every year even if it was just one really great thing or, you know, something that I could continue to do over time. Um, I don't remember, well, I do remember my 40th um, birthday present to myself is what I call them. I learned how to salsa dance. Oh, I love it. I love dancing. And I love the energy of salsa dancing. So I went and I took a salsa dancing class and um, it was really funny because the instructor was like, you're great. You should come to the the, um, intermediate class. And I went to the intermediate class and then I went to the advanced class. Um, And at that time, of course, this was well before COVID. Um, I would dance. I would go dance when I had opportunity. So that was my 40th. I don't remember all of them. Um, there were some simple things like um, I wanted to learn about teas. And we here in Colorado, we have celestial seasonings, um, teas up in Boulder, Colorado. And so I went up and they have this whole tour and class about learning about tea and learning about um Uh, how to make them and what goes in it. And is it white? Is it green? Is it black? And why we label them as such and where the growth is. So um, that was so cool. Absolutely. It was incredible. Um, Another thing is I love to cook, but one of my favorite foods is Chinese food. So I went and found um, a chef who could teach me how to cook Chinese food. Um. Uh, one major that I did was I went to real estate school. That was another one of my learnings and of course became a productive business for me, which I love. So it's, it's something about learning the things that I like. Um, I learned how to quilt. My grandmother used to sew all the time and make quilts. I have a quilt that my grandmother made that of course is dear to my heart. So um, when I see it, it reminds me of her. So I thought I'm going to learn how to do that. Another thing my grandmother did was she used to, um, she was an excellent baker and she decorated cakes. So I went to a cake decorating class. So it's just (laughs) things where I can learn how to do different things that are interesting to my heart that I can use for fun for other things or amazing. Yeah. And, and we all have those things 
as long as we're not afraid. So I'm not, I am one of those people who is not afraid to try something. Mm -hmm. I also like the emphasis on like pleasure and the sensory things you can taste and ways you can move and things you can hold in your hands. Like it's Mm -hmm. just so just vibrant on it from like a sensory perspective. You know, I love that it's not necessarily, I learned how to change a tire, which, you know, that's fine. Like I could benefit from that, but it's like, it's pleasure bringing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. I I have been thinking about what I want to do for this upcoming year. And I've got a a few ideals, but one, I I think I'm leaning more to, but I just haven't found a place was I want to learn how to make pottery. I want to get on the wheel, you know, ghost. Yeah, I was just gonna say it. Ghost. <laughs> just yes. gonna say it. <laughs> so yeah. Um, but you know, I just that's um a joy for me because it it makes me realize that I'm still alive. Mm. I'm still a whole person. Mm-hmm. I have likes and dislikes of my own. Yes. Um, and it's taught me that there's a whole lot of things that I really like to do. I haven't done anything that I was like, oh, I don't want to do that again. Right, right. So, but I, it just shows you how much this world has for us to like mm-hmm. and to enjoy. Right. So, yeah. Alicia, can I ask if I don't, I know it doesn't seem relevant, but to me, it, uh, it is. At what age did you have Sydney? How old were you? I was 35, nine days from my 36th birthday. When you know when Sydney was born? Yes. I know she does not look that old. Is How that is that I'm possible? 57. I know. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Wow. I know. I'm like, I can see the I'm seriously just doing the math and I'm, I'm like so confused. No, it's, yeah. She's like, no, you know. Okay. I'm not you asking how old you were last year. I'm asking yeah. how old you were twenty one years ago. You look incredible. <laughs> yes. Okay. okay. Like um you said thirty six woman. Wait, yeah. wait a minute. That's not yeah, no, that's, okay. you know what my grandmother would say, clean living. <laughs> that was her answer. Clean living. We don't look like what we've been through. And as moms, that is an important thing not to look like the stuff we've been through. Right. right? Oh my God. We all go through challenges and changes in life. This is a funny thing. I, this is something I remember all the time because it makes me re-click into, huh, I don't care. Um, uh, there was a woman I was singing, I sang a song, a particular song. And after service, she came up to me and she said, I've never heard that song sang like that. Blank face. No, no, that was it. Nothing else. And I said, oh, well, good. Thank you. And I walked away. So, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where we, we, we get the negatives. It's always coming, you know? even if that's not the intention, right? right? But if we live happy, we live joyous, we don't look like the stuff we've been through. I could have started frowning. I could have said some nasty things. I could, you know, but you find joy. You are inspiring me right now. One of my daughter's classmates called me, me, the B word, when she was talking to one of my daughter's peers in a public place referred to oh, wow. me and I am like, I will burn this school to the ground. And I, and like, I need that reminder. To- Girl, it's not time to do this. <laughs> no, no, it is time. Just stay calm and say, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Because what she's really saying is she couldn't control you or you were not allowing her to have her way yeah that's and it's okay yeah yeah it's okay I have been called worse but what am I see and that's the biggest thing to to remember about ourselves and especially as moms because our kids can come up and be like you're mean Mm -hmm. you don't love me you know we get over that don't we yep is that true Right. And I was listening to Abby Wambach talk in a podcast about when the refs would make a bad call and rather than every boy, she'd be like, ice in your veins, ice in your veins, right? Like, yeah. like calm it down, calm it down. Because ultimately is your reaction is either going to make you look like what you've been through, or it's going to make you look like the clean living, the joyful person. Who's Absolutely. The positive. Absolutely. Oh, I need, I needed to hear your message today. And, and even just your learning a new thing every year. Like, I don't know. It makes me wonder how many people listening to this episode will be like, Oh my God, I'm going to do that now too. I mean, <laughs> I, I hope swear, so. 
you've inspired <laughs> us in in a million ways today. Oh, just you your, are so your positivity sweet. Thank you, and your grace, and I feel like you've already given a lot of just like I want to go back and take notes listening to this. But if you had just a piece of advice that you would give to a mom who was struggling to find herself in motherhood, what would you say? Okay, one piece of advice I would say know that your kids, and I've said this before today, we talked about it, just know your kids will be fine as long as you are. Yeah, that's such a huge... So take care of you, love you, give yourself what you need. Sometimes it's more time. Sometimes it's a getaway. Sometimes it's just, okay, mommy needs 30 minutes in the car of silence. Give yourself what you need and be okay with that because then you're able to better love and care and be the mom that you want to be because that is what it's about. Not being the mom somebody else wants you to be, but being the mom you want to be. I love that not only did you say give yourself what you need, but the second very important part of that is and be okay with it. Give yourself what you need, but don't tell yourself that you're a selfish Yes. Terrible person. Give yourself what you need and and be okay with it. Be at peace that I need 30 minutes of silence right now. Mm -hmm. I need. Oh, Mm -hmm. my gosh. Oh, Stacey, I have chills. I can see why you were so excited. about. She is. She is everything. You. Oh, I have full body chills. You are like you are the mother plus 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 plus. You have just all the things wrapped into a beautiful package. Every time I see Alicia, she's got a flower in her hair. And I feel like it's just so perfect because she is just this like light that just just comes towards you and just full of joy. Yes. You all are so sweet. I just thank God. I just feel like he has blessed me with joy and that's what we should be sharing. You know, if you, and especially as, as moms, we, I mean, I can't tell you how many moms I've seen beat up other moms and talk down to other moms and your kid. And instead of trying to find, you know, and, and now wait a minute, I'm going to say this. I am not a perfect mom. There was a time in my life when a little boy pushed my daughter off the banana. This is Cherry Creek Mall. Pushed her off the banana three times. And so I told her, I said, you push him back, right? And she pushes him back. And this mom comes up and tells my daughter, I I jumped over the wall. Yeah, you did. I jumped over the wall and I was ready. I said, oh, no, you will not. Now, when your son was pushing my daughter and she starts piping up and I pipe louder and my mom is like, oh, Lord, we all going to jail today. (laughs) And the security guard comes over and the husband pulls his wife and he says, no, my wife was at fault. My son was the one that pushed and blah, blah, blah. And they leave. But it was, you know, that, that mama bear is right in here. Oh my gosh. Okay. I don't want anyone to ever think that we are these perfect images. Like, oh my God, she stayed right in the frame, but I don't think that's a perfect mom either. No, it's just staying in the frame is not a perfect mom. So I'm not a perfect mom and I'm not a perfect person. I'm an overjoyed mom. I'm a happy mom. I'm a blessed mom. I'm a mom that loves other moms and other kids. And I'm a mom that wants to see you two, Stacy and Stephanie, succeed. That's who I am. Okay, okay. Well, that's the most beautiful way to conclude. That's this. perfect. I, yeah, holy but shit. I do want One to more. give people an opportunity to find you if you would like to be found. <laughs> so <laughs> can you tell people where they can find you online or come to um, see you if they are in Denver and get your hair done because you're an incredible hairdresser. Oh, you are so sweet. So um, business wise, um, my salon is body and soul. And um the website is denversalonandspa.com. And as far as real estate, I am vipcoloradoliving.com. Cool. So feel free to reach out and um, much success to all of the moms out there. Keep your head up. We're going into a season where we will be busy and we will be vibrant and alive and tired. Yeah. So take a little time for yourself and enjoy the holidays. Thank oh, you, Alicia. Alicia, you were just bored to be on podcast. I oh, know. you know what? I just feel like we're girls talking. I we're know. Just, that's, what, you know that's what makes it the, that's what makes the most successful episode when we are just girls talking. 
you know? It feels, you know, I think um, sharing who we are is something that initially this morning when I got up, I'm like, oh, I got to share me. And then Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, let's share because it it really is about us letting one another know we're good and we're okay. Yes. Oh gosh, that's so profound. You, uh, you have, you have touched me. I, I had a really difficult week last week, and mm. I needed this dose of positivity and acceptance and joy. I didn't even mm. know that this is the medicine I needed today. Was to talk to you. Oh, um, you are so sweet. Everything is going to work out, and you watch. You're teaching as we deal with those problems. Our, our little see it. They do. And she's going, watch, she's going to be a self-advocate like no other. Because when they see us deal with these challenges, it shows them how. And that's why it's important for us to do us too, because we're showing them how. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. You're going to make it through. Yep. You and baby girl, you'll be fine. All right. Oh, well, thank we can't thank you enough for your thank time. Thank you, Alicia. Today. Thank you this so much for so being wonderful. here. I enjoyed myself immensely. So wonderful. Bye, Alicia. Thank you. Bye. Have a, Have a good day, ladies. Thank Bye. you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Mother Plus Podcast. That was so good, right? I love that this podcast gives us a chance to meet other mothers that we may never have crossed paths with. If you want to learn more about the women we have on this show, please come follow us on Instagram. We've worked really hard to make our page a source of inspiration and laughter and light. We often post clips from the show there, and it creates this place for you guys to join the conversation. For example, there's this one post where Steph reveals that when she would hear the garage door opening, signifying her husband is home, she would run downstairs and stand at the kitchen sink or turn on the Roomba or do anything to quote unquote, look busy. I died when she said this because I have done the exact same thing. As soon as we put it on Instagram, we saw just how many other mothers have also done this too. Now, to get to the heart of why we do this is a topic for another day, but the point is, let's talk about this stuff more. Come join the conversation at mother underscore plus underscore podcast on Instagram. We can't wait to hear what you have to say.